Hello, hello, hello again. It's the episode 20. Um, today's date is September 21st. I am here with Abraham. No, what the, no, I almost say like Abraham. Uh-huh. It's Alejandro uh-huh. Abraham of. Wait, what cohort are you, sir? Technically, I'm cohort 11, but I came in with 12. Came with 12. Yeah, that kind of sounds a little bit like me, too. Like, I wasn't officially with cohort <laughs> 9 of the Men's Achievement Center. I kind of just hopped in with, like, 9, so I'm, like, 9.5-ish yeah. or something like that. But it's like, uh, yeah, we're both uh, Mac Brothers in the Men's Achievement Center and everything. Uh, this is uh, the 20th episode of the Mental Threats Podcast. Pretty special episode. We're going to be speaking about uh, topics in regards to, like, black power, black masculinity, stuff of that nature. You know, stuff from, like, the... Just things that just, you know, that just me and Alejandro pretty much talk, uh, agree about. And, you know, a lot of people don't really agree with a lot of the yeah. things that we speak on. I know, like, last time, well, 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 yesterday we were talking about polygyny and everybody just feels all spooked about that. Yeah, I can never right. understand that. The, the problem is that they all spooked about polygyny. And I'm like, hey, you know, polygyny's been around for years. It's culturally related to black people. Why not do it, you know? I mean, we in a country where they allow, you know, the same sex to marry. I mean, hey, that's what it is, what it is. Why can't you allow men to have multiple wives? Many benefits to polygyny. You know, my family had benefits from it. Your family had benefits from it. I mean, I can't really say off jump. I know my grandfather on my dad's side had like two wives and everything. Um, one was impotent, and other, I mean, was barren. One was not barren. The one that was unbarren was obviously the one that like, gave birth to my father, and everything. And it's just like I feel like it's functional. Really, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with polygyny as a whole, um, to tell the truth. And it's just like, you know, I feel like that would be kind of ideal, like, for me later on in life. If, like, you know, if I have enough money or if I can manage it and stuff like that, you know, like, polygyny would seem like something I would work with, low-key. That's just, that's just me and everything. I can't really speak for the next person, but it's just, like, I always feel like marriage in America was kind of used to kind of, like, kind of depower us, you know? Like, because black men were pretty much used to having multiple wives. So it's just like, you know, to like help control us and to take away our culture away from us. It was just like, you know, uh uh-uh, you're only going to have one wife and then I'm still rape her and your children regardless. But you can get like one wife. And that's what I always found was so contradictory um, when it comes to how Christianity was like, you know, introduced to a lot of our people in like America and everything. Uh, Because there is like the original Christianity with Isa and everything like that. And then there's just like the whole like, you know, distorted form of Christianity that has so much contradiction and everything. It tells you not to kill people, you kill people. It tells you not to rape, and you rape. It tells you to not do all this other wicked stuff, and then, like, they do all of that. And then it's just, like, but then again, like, our African spirituality is always considered, like, you know, black magic and stuff like that. And it's like, what's your views in regards to stuff like that? Well, my my thing on African spirituality is this, right? I believe it exists. I don't, let me say it this way, right? African spirituality has a lot of similarities between Christianity and Islam. Like you go to the Yoruba people, right? A lot of them they're Christian and Muslim, but they still worship the Orishas because they understand that they kind of work in cahoots. So when we talk about religion, a lot of times we have to understand that first of all, all religions came out of Kemet, technically speaking. We want to talk about that. We have to also realize that at the end of the day, all of them are really more connected, right? So our people always believe in the gods. So that's one thing. Like I always tell people, right? Hey. I don't care, like, personally, I mean, I rock those Muslim, Christian faith, you know, those who do the research to an extent, yeah, but if you do not, in my opinion, believe in God, then there's a problem, because our people always believe in God. We've always believed in God since the beginning of time, so if you don't believe in God, to me, I find that to be a problem, because black men always believe in God, whether wherever he was, right? I think another thing we have to understand is that religion 
you know, it's based all off interpretation. They have the Hebrew Israelites who interpret the Bible in a whole new different way than Christianity, right? Because Hebrew Israelites, they're taking the old and the new. So they still saying, hey, don't eat pork, don't eat so-and-so because God said not to. But Christians don't do this. And I think a lot of people, for me, a big turnoff with Christianity in modern day is really the fact that people, they're Christians, but they don't really heed the word. You understand? I think a lot of people think that we can go hoop, holler, hop up in church, all that, and then it's saved, but it's not like that. God wants 100% of you. He understands you're going to sin, but he wants you to understand that you're going to sin. How are you going to you know, do certain things and then say, oh, you're a man of God and stuff like that? It don't work like that. It don't work like that, in my opinion. So I think that's one thing that we uh, all have to understand, especially. And back to the polygamy, one thing I'm saying is this, right? Do the research. It's three black men to five straight black women out here, all right? So what's going to happen to those other two black women, all right? You also got to do your research on the fact that the black male population is, straight population is dwindling slowly. You understand? Because when you think of black males, yeah, it's a lot of us, but you also got to understand with the rise in these other movements, black men don't want to be a black black women no more. They want to either be with other men or they want to be with different races. So you have to keep on doing the math. And so when you do the math, my thing is this, right? There's a black successful man out there making $100,000, $70,000 a year, right? And he has a wife. And this other woman wants a man. She sees how great takes care of family and everything. Why not let that woman join that relationship? That's all I'm saying. And before y'all talk about polygamy and religion, our religion selects polygamy for understand. At least the major two Christianity and Islam that black people follow. I know you know you can't find me nowhere in the Bible where God said don't do it. You can't find me nowhere in the Bible said God said don't do it. You can go in the Quran and it's no problem either there. So my question is, what's the holdup? Would I do polygamy? I wouldn't do it in the United States because I'm just be real. I don't got that amount of time to be taking like, I don't think I'm that much of a Mac. I would give it a buck. But you know, if I was in Africa, I probably would do it. And because it's also more easier to take care of kids there with what I'm trying to do in my life. So that's my take on the whole situation. Yeah, that's a lot, man. I know you touched on a whole lot in regards, you know, how, you know, how pretty much like our people have always like had some kind of connection with God or nature in regards. And I feel like, you know, I feel like this country is really like kind of like destroyed the black family in a whole lot by literally incarcerating a lot of our brothers and stuff like that, really removing um uh, masculinity in the household and everything and I know it was a struggle for me and everything on my folks divorce and everything and I saw my father a lot less and it's like you know um, in regards to the only person I had to look up to basically like on a daily business basis with someone you know I did like I didn't agree with a lot and that was my mom's uh, boyfriend and everything and it's just like you know we always like bump heads a whole lot because he would always overstep his boundaries and stuff like that you know and it was really it was really a struggle because like I was like getting punked out in my own house you know, and I felt like I had no support with it. And I feel like that really does take a blow out of like masculinity as a whole and everything, especially over the years um, and so forth. So it's like, you know, a lot of things I never really got to learn, you know, at, at a pace I feel like I should have learned it. And I feel like a lot of that had to do with like, you know, being a recluse also. And it's just like, you know, just stuff of that nature. Um, and I just feel like, you know, it really wouldn't kill to have like, you know, polygamous type of relationships and everything. But I feel like, you know, and I think we spoke about this like yesterday, like there, I feel like there's always been like a, competi a competition between black men and black women in this country. And I hate it. Like, why do we always have to try to say, oh, I can fuck these, this amount of like yeah, bitches and everything. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to screw like this many niggas and everything and try to get each other jealous. We try to like flex and everything, try to prove that we're better than one another. 
you know it, it's a lot you know when can we just sit down and just have a conversation where we can speak on our fears and everything what do you what are you so afraid of really you know we all got fears everyone does and what you could all be kept to yourself confidentially if you want to but it's like what do we need to like work on in order to like really restore the black family because it's not helping right now this all the way how the media is set up right now and everything just bringing up the idea of polygamy seems so like you know taboo and i don't understand why that's so taboo and everything and you know any man do whatever you want however you want you know whatever and everything but it's just like at the same time to have multiple wives i can never see like how that could be like you know just not embrace as much you know mormons do it and it's like okay they're mormons go ahead with it but it's just like you know and it seems like black folk do it. it's like you always think about the struggle like you know females fighting and everything they just always focus on like the problems but never even consider like how it can be like you know how we can come to a compromise and it's like it's just it's just i always found that kind of just weird and everything like wouldn't you like want to have like multiple wives and everything but then it's like, i feel like when well, you look on the females so it's like oh like i don't want to have like I like you know it'll give power to like the man and it's just like that's why I always feel like masculinity true masculinity is never embraced and that was and that's just something that it's just like I always found to be just so just like like what the hell and everything isn't that like like the protectors the people that are gonna lead the home wouldn't you want them to be masculine wouldn't they want to be more power to them why is everyone trying to get on the same level of like equality i believe in equity i believe people just need what they need and that's just it you know give them what they need don't just give them things just because they have it you know and it's uh, hold on a second let's just hold on, let's just pause it for a minute right there um yeah, it's like, yeah, like I was saying and everything, like, yeah, it's just I always felt like masculinity was, in a sense, you know, just under, like, attack. And I feel like our people are just always, like, the main target in regards to this, mm -hmm. like, you know, the gangster rap. Like, yeah, I know, like, say, like, yeah, that's what it means to be masculine, but they always end up in prison. And they don't really show, like, the side of how bad prison really is. Like, yeah, they'll probably put on, like, you know, beyond scare straight for all the bad kids and everything. But it's like they always try to glorify, like, if you don't, if you go to prison, you know, uh, like a place just filled with we all know what goes on in prison which is like why you even want to get caught up in crime life to even end up in that predicament you know it's just like you know and it's just like it's, it's always an attack yeah the, you, you gotta you gotta understand right so black masculinity is under attack for, for a couple reasons right you said why do black men and black women fight so much it's because black women are men now let's, let's just let's just keep it a buck fam our women have been put in a masculine rolling position when we integrated all these welfare reforms came now women are in positions that men usually have, so now they're heads of households. Now they're the main providers, right? You act like a man. You wonder why a lot of black women have time dealing with black men today. It's because a lot of black women, number one, black women are the most educated women in America. So what does that mean? They're going for a lot of these corporate jobs. Corporate America is a masculine place. If you ever seen that movie, Wolf of Wall Street, they curse the men, do a bunch of freaky stuff. Women are now filling those roles even more. So how is a woman who goes works in a masculine aggravated place gonna come home to a man and give him and be this and be feminine it's not gonna work because she always gonna be on the defense because she always gonna think a man trying to check it she always gonna think a man trying to take a position so the, what happened is that black women have now become black men there's, there's something called my art right it means balance right there's no more balance in the black community because we've allowed our women to become men black men are not becoming women just look on the TV, bro. We are beginning to be demasculinized to the point to where we accept all this BS. Y'all look at the little Nas thing. Yeah, I'm talking about it. I'm not. I'm just being real, right? No That's a man 
dressing up like a woman. So y'all tell me how this is promoting black male masculinity. The black man, number one, I'm just going to be real, black male masculinity, heterosexual, leader of his household, provider, all that, defender, killer, all that stuff. That's what we're supposed to do. But you got to understand that in order to clearly get rid of the race, you have to take out the alpha males. And that's what's happened to the black people. I said black masculinity has been attacked since slavery, but that wasn't it. What happened was when we integrated. And what happened was when they killed off the Black Panthers, Nation of Islam, and some of the civil rights leaders because they saw the power of black male leadership. Black Lives Matter failed because they had no black men in the leadership roles. This is just evident. Women can't do it alone, and it's proven every time because women can't do it alone. So what we need to do is, first of all, we need to start coming together and understanding truly what a, what a relationship is, okay? We can't be doing the same thing, all right? We can't be out here. Women can't be out here trying to rule the man, you understand, telling him how much he got to do. Men have to be on the top of the relationship. That don't mean he can't hear his woman out because I believe, most definitely, I believe any black man, he reaches his pinnacle when he has his black woman. So that that's a known fact. But we can't be doing the same thing. We can't be out here arguing with each other. You're talking about... Why are black men and black women competing now? That's just disgusting because why should a woman be competing with a man saying, oh, I did this, no man saying, I did that? Competition is a man thing. We're supposed to compete with each other as men. Women are supposed to be competing with men. That's un, that's unfeminine. That's unfeminine. Like, you see women out here, they fighting all the time. That they, but back in the day, women, they never wanted to fight because that was not a feminine thing. So you're watching, literally, what happens when men are stepping out of the roles as leaders, right? Because back in the day, ain't no man going to allow his wife to fight. He going to talk to her husband like a man. They going to talk it out. You understand? So that's what we got to do. Oh, no, it's just a... It's a... Hold on, so let me just make sure the things are. But yeah, no, I, I feel you on a whole lot of that stuff, man. Especially the Lil Nas X situation, and it's just like you know, I remember when Lil Nas X was really just you know just like on some cowboy stuff, you know, it was like a meme stuff, and that was okay. And even if he did come out, like it's fine. That that is okay. That is ain't nothing. But then it's like I feel like they're just kind of like forcing it down our throats with the you know the pregnancy and the you know you know it's just it's okay. Like cause it's like you know it's, I know it's all jokes and everything, but how far is it, is the joke where it's just like well, it, it, it's it, all up it, on it, social. Media. Is this really a joke or is this the way of putting subliminal messages through? Because we, we can talk about this, right? We can talk about how it's a joke and everything, right? Mm. But you are here showing a black man. You see, you got to understand, right? They're showing a black man trying to be a woman. What is that telling all these other young black men out here, right? Let's, let's be real, right? When you see black boys now trying to be women, it shows the state and level of what it means to be a black man. It clearly shows one thing. It's safer to be a transgender it's safer to be of another identity than a masculine black man because that's safer and you're more embraced. They don't embrace masculine black men out here on this TV. If they do, they always essing on them. Let's just be real. They're always pooping on them. But when you out, but who gets embraced? Lil Nas X, all of these. They're saying it's safer for you to do that than to be a heterosexual black male. So they're literally changing the narrative of what it means to be a black man. They're telling you, hey, do this and you'll be safe. Dwayne Wade's child got so much publicity and everything for doing that. But how come the child that we know... That is um a young boy who's enrolled at Southern University. He ain't getting much publicity for it. Michelle Obama want to interview Dwayne Wade's son, but she don't want to interview this young man who's getting a degree in college, and he's such a, he, he's under the age of twenty, and he's a young man. Um, I think that boy was in middle school. He went to Southern University. He's smart, educated young man. Yeah, that's that's a. They never want to put on the people that are just educated, you know, like, that's the thing with masculinity, it's so distorted, and that's what it says, like, with our white male counterparts, because I feel like there's less pressure there, you know, like, a white dude can just be average, make a good job and everything, have, like, wear vans. There's more white, there's more white guys to go around. Yeah. Go straight. 
It's not the same for the black community no more. Hey, but we don't know for sure. Like, you don't know, like, what people are doing, you know, behind we closed we doors. Don't, we don't. We don't. We, we don't. But it's like, it's more embraced to be, like, masculine. Like, in everything. Oh, it's yeah. more, it's, not, it's like, you know, like, when a white, white kids can grow up with a family, like, with a, with a father and a mother. You know, it's everything. And they already have values already set and everything. They go to church often, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, I kind of started with the Catholic church a little bit. But then, you know, my folks, you know, mm, that's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catholic, you know, it's just really not, you know. But whatever, it's just, it's it's still like, even as a kid and everything, you know, like, you, you already have like, a, everything was, nothing was really too contradictory back then. You know what I'm saying? However, the older I got and the more I saw just like my folks falling out, divorce and everything all this contradiction and i'll go over it in like next in the couple episodes and everything you know it's just like a lot of that can really wreak havoc in the household Mm -hmm. and everything and that's what this society wants that's what this system shoots for Mm -hmm. and everything they take the most masculine want the household they don't want the household no more yeah right they don't want it and another thing is this right we don't black people we don't care about marriage anymore right my my cousin she played softball um in high school right so all, all of her friends went to college, right? By the time they graduated college, 22, they were all married, only except one. But all the black girls who are on that team, none of them are married. See, we got to understand that white women are different than black women in the sense that white women, they go to college, they're looking for that man. Black women, not. You understand? Everybody talks about this HBCU experience, and some people, they put part of it is just having sex around. That's bad because that's leading to us not having these functional families. Because you got to understand, a lot of men ain't getting married for one reason. Why buy the cow and you get the milk for free? Okay? And who's out here trying to really get married? That's another problem we got to have. So we got to have these discussions with ourselves. What are we doing that's wrong? And it starts with us not trying to get married anymore. In the 19s, before, in the 1960s, black men were more likely to get married than white men. Because you got to understand, when divorce, divorce became a thing really in the 60s and 70s. But you got to understand that what always happens is this, right? White people do it, and then we adopt it. Divorce became a thing in the 60s and 70s, right? It was not common in black households. It was not, but we adopted it because we always latched onto their culture. So one thing we got to do, we got to have a cultural divide. We got to say, hey, we're not doing what the white man is doing. We're doing what black people are doing, right? The same thing with feminists. The same thing with all these transgender things. White man been doing that for years, but all of a sudden we hopping on this train because we want to hop on these all this little not X thing, right? So it really comes down to the level of respect or the level of seriousness we have as a people. I don't know what's up with all these damn alarms. People. I'm sorry, my bad. But yeah, yeah, no, no, seriously. Like, I seriously feel you on a lot of this and everything. And it's just like, you know, I, I look back on my time in school and everything growing up. You know, I was like a bigger, taller dude and everything. But it's just, I had the sense, like, I still had like a good heart in a sense. Like, I wasn't like the type to like throw my weight around and try to bully people. And everything like I laugh with friends, you know. That's it. Like I guess those traits where it's like I was intelligent, you know. Because when you're more comedic, the you know the most masculine kids are the ones that are just like more like that are intellectual and more like you know comedic. You ain't got to be the strongest. You ain't got to be the most powerful. Masculinity is just like a matter of just it's more of a mental thing. So it's like you know. I think I think that's a big misconception, right? Because I mean. A lot of people, we think we got to be like football players all to be masculine. No. The smartest men out, the, the best warriors are usually the smartest warriors because you don't have to work as hard to do what you want to do, right? So I think we have to understand this. So 
before a lot of us start seeing masculinity as this man-man thing, it's really about your intellect and level. You have to understand, smarts is what's going to get you around in this world, not your, how much not how much you weigh. The biggest dudes is in prison. The biggest bodybuilders, a lot of times, they in prison. But where are they? They're in prison because they ain't got no damn brain. So understand that your brain going to take you a lot farther than your physicality. Yo, really, no. And it's just like, you know, it's just like even in school and everything, it's just like, I feel like, you know, to be an athlete or to just be, you know, popular or whatever, it was just all just a matter of survival. And I feel like a lot of this stuff that we really take into like everything that we're doing day to day, it's just, it becomes more and more like survival based as opposed to just a preservation based. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's fucking us up, like as a people. You know, it's just like, we just, we just get along with everything. Um, as a means really just to survive you know it is just like it manifests in terms of just like you know we see in the media keep in mind that's why i don't even watch the bet awards i, I stopped watching bet it. it has nothing to do with like whatever you know whatever y'all believe in that that's cool and everything but because i just take the streaming services like netflix hulu because whatever you want to watch you can just watch on your time and everything but it's just like you know just i just feel like sometimes they can just be overdoing it you know this is this is way too fast way too quick it's, 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 it's a plant it's a plantation book. It's a like it's literally like a plantation party. Yeah, All that basically. you out here showing our women looking like whores. Out here showing our women, our men looking like demasculated men. I mean, that's no disrespecting, but I'm just saying you out here popping your, your your vagina. That that's not what we do. We we we're not out here doing. You out here these lyrics talking about he gotta pay it. I heard one the other day. Can you post me on your gram? No, you gotta have me a car. You gotta get all this. All of this, all of this sounds like a bunch of. This sounds like, it sounds like straight prostitution, and that's not us. That's not us, and we doing this because it sells. We don't even own BET. You, I think the Oscar use on BET. We don't even own BET, so you have to think about it, right? All of these things out here that are out here making money, all this we don't own it. So the question is really coming down to what are we going to do to stop this, right? And I mean, it starts with education. I don't watch BET Awards. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it for a lot of reasons. I didn't watch BET Awards, number one, because it's stupid. I didn't watch it, number two, because what's the what's the gain out of it? Like, we don't celebrate real success. Real success is not you making a, a rap lyric talking about you literally running a train on women and all this. That's not successful. Success is us helping our HBCUs. I don't see one time they say, you know what, let's do an HBCU fund on BET. They don't do that. I didn't see them run no HBCU commercials. What they run, though? HIV commercials during the whole thing? So y'all really pretty much pushing this whole black people promiscuity thing. Like, we complain about the issue so much, but we don't understand that we give time to straight up crap that gets us nowhere. So before we sit here and we talk about, oh, we're black, we're proud, all this, are we really or are we just really a symptom of white supremacy? That's what we need to talk about. Yeah, man, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a different time, man. It's just like, you know... I feel like at the same token, it really just starts with the home a lot of the times. And then it's just like, that's why it's just like, I look back at maybe polygamy might have to be the answer to like a lot of our problems. Like we need to really see men in positions as being men, not as being scoundrels, not as being, you know, like promiscuous all over the top, you know, cause it's just, I imagine the future just married all his baby mamas and just but, actually but, treat them like Queens and everything, true, true, you know, but, but instead but, of just seeing like, okay, you got a whole, you, you fuck so many bitches. Now you got all these baby mamas and everything. And then like somebody else is raising your kids. You know, it's just, it's really, it's sad, and it's like, you wonder to yourself, it's just like, you know, I don't want to say, like, how do we get to this point, in a sense, because I feel like I have a clue, 
and it all starts when they when like artists like Tupac, you know, Biggie Smalls, Eazy E, you know, Pimp C, you know, stuff like that. When they start taking out people that are really trying to elevate our folks, like the MLKs, the Malcolm X's. Once you take all the leaders out, and then you replace it with like all these like whatever type leaders, and it's just like you know, like we got people like Dr. Umar, and some people would maybe even consider Kevin Samuels, I guess, kind of a leader. I'll say, I'll say this. I'll say that Kevin. I'll say this, right? My position on Kevin Samuels is this, right? Whatever you believe about him, I don't really care. I think a lot of people have a problem with Kevin Samuels. They just don't want to admit the fact that the brother just speaking truth. You can't be 38 years old looking for a man and you got all these problems. You got to understand that we live in a society where the black male population is small. And Kevin Samuels just letting you know straight up, either you get somebody young or you're probably going to die home alone with the dog. But what I think that a lot of people don't understand is that Kevin Samuels is making us have these discussions that we don't want to have but that we do have to have. Why is it this way? Just just why is it this way? And he's making us have these discussions. The thing about Kevin Sanders is that, well, I just saw a statistic. Kevin Sanders is showing you another thing, right? There's a lot of good black men out there, right? But they're just not getting the right black women. So Kevin Sanders, to me, he's showing a lot of what the good discussion is, right? Um, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the whole polygamy thing, somehow my future couldn't do polygamy because future thinks with his penis. Polygamy is only for those, polygamy number one, and I forgot, it wasn't really sexual. It was never. I was told really that it was for farming purposes because, hey, if you have four wives and you have like 17 kids, when you get old, there's no social security in Africa. But what am I going to do? All them 17 kids going to take care of me at one point in their life. So I'm never going to be poor. If I have 17, if I have four wives, my grandmother, right, my great-grandmother, she was probably in this relationship. She had her own coffee plantation. It was just for her. And her husband had four wives. He had enough money. And so women benefit a lot from polygamy. That's what you won't hear. A lot of them, they have their own economic wealth from polygamy. So the question you have to ask yourself is, do you know the history, right? Stop thinking of it from a sexual standpoint. You follow all these Instagram pages, black polygamy. All they talk about is just, I mean, come on now. Let's just be real. All they talk about is having sex, having sex. No, it's deeper than that. So we have to understand that as well, too. People can't seem to just take the whole sex aspect out of relationship and everything and just really just focusing on connecting with the person's ideals, values, and stuff of that nature and everything like that. And it's just like, you know, it really sucks because only, the only women that are really down for polygamy are women that actually respect masculinity. And I feel like a lot of women just have no respect for masculinity at all. When it comes to masculinity, it has to be kind of grown at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It's not just there. People aren't just born masculine. It all comes down to how a lot of us are raised and what we're exposed to and everything and then it's just like really trying to like not trying to say level up in a sense but in a sense to just kind of maybe endorse it kind of enrich it like masculinity must be enriched over time and a lot of that takes into just account of just you as an individual and just who you're surrounded by so it's like if you're like surrounded in an environment that just emasculates you that puts you down and validates okay, you yeah school does that a lot and school it's just has, like school is run by mostly women so how can you as a man really how can you as a man really operate in a masculine zone you're around a bunch of women it don't work like that you're telling me majority of teachers are female they're not even male so how is a man going to be able to, to like it don't it don't make sense y'all and this is what we're talking about we're talking about the lack of ability of masculine presence so think about that just just think about that 
Yeah, it's like, you know, I think in Liberia, I think they have like certain clothes. I think they have like a girl's school and then like a boy's school. I, I forget what it's called. That. I completely believe in that. Like, I'm cool with that. I feel like we still need to integrate to some degree, you know, because we should be exposed to like women, like, you know, like at a young age and building some type of relationship, you know, even as elementary school kids, you know, the whole, you know, boys rule, girls rule type thing, you know, it's just, it's a phase to kind of get past the, but with like relationship with our female counterparts sh should mature over time. And that's what works with integration with the sexes and everything but at the same token it's just like i never had my first black male teacher till i was in seventh grade i think seventh grade that was when the first black male teacher i didn't get my first african teacher till i came into college in university i didn't, I didn't get my first black male teacher i think until fifth grade bro i didn't get mine until fifth grade Okay, you're you're the lucky one then, yeah. honestly, because it's just like you so know. Like you, for example, right? Yeah. You, you, your dad, your dad, like your dad, he's not, he he. Your parents got divorced, right? So you probably weren't around your dad as much, right? What is so think about? It, what are they doing these single moms out here, right? Who's who's don't have positive male role models in their kids' life regularly? These white women, bro, they do not know how to act with black men. They do not. You can tell black men, bro. We know each other. When I'm when I'm around a group of men, I'm, we're not gonna be the same when I'm around a group of women, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of men. They grow up around women. They take on these feminine natures. Think about that, bro. Just think about that. It's a science and it's, a, it's logic to this. So we have to understand. That's why I believe in men and women being separated for a certain age. You can't integrate the two together because, I'm sorry, a man has to be a man. A woman has to be a woman. But you got to teach that boy how to be a man. You can't teach that boy along with women how to be a man. You have to teach one how to do the other. And I think that's what we need to do. We don't do as in Africa, right? They have these... um. Cults, they call them cults, but it's really sororities, fraternities, all these things. Teaching these boys how to be men. We need that. And we don't have that. And that's why we struggle so much. We want to sit here. We want to baby each other. But we don't want to hear the truth. That's another thing. That That's what I got to say on that. Yeah, man. It's just, you know, it's just, it's a scary world, man. Because this is just how it is, like, before a lot of us are having children and everything. And I don't even... I don't even, I don't, I'd be wondering, it's like, how can you bring up kids in this generation for real? Because it's just like, it's not like how it was in the olden days, you know, people mature, you know, the uh, cyberbullying is a thing now. So it's just like a lot of things, you could make a mistake at one age and then they try to carry it to you like way at a different age and everything. Like maybe you lost a fight or something like that, but you'll be a completely different person, a more better version of yourself. And then it's just like, you know... On top of that, you know, it's just that's dragging into you into like a adulthood. And then it's just not just that, but it's just like with all the things that they got into the media too, like how can we sit down and even have a conversation really nowadays? So it's like how they push it. Cause that could be like the next cool thing now. I mean, it, you know, Bruce Jenner, um, now Caitlyn Jenner, like, and it's just like, you know, we never really go into, I don't really know for sense of it, like, whether if it's a mental illness or not. Cause I don't want to be that kind of person. I'm pretty open minded towards like, I'm cool with everything. But at the same time, it's just like to always like put it out to where it's just like, you know, like, oh, you're a hero if you do this or you're, you're doing that and everything and then it's just like you know it's just weird i don't want to say it's weird and it's in, it just i just feel like it's a little bit over pushing you know like how they how much they try to push it down yeah. people's throats and everything you know and it's just like we never really get to like see images or anything where you know you know, masculinity is, like, celebrated. You know what I'm saying? Like, black masculinity is, like, celebrated. Where it's like, okay, you can be at a point where you can be, like, you know, you can probably be, like, you're like Steve Urkel. 
and everything. Mm -hmm. Steve Urkel is, I know people is like, he ain't the picture of masculinity, but I feel like he's like masculine in a sense, like, cause it's just like he stayed loyal to like Laura for many years. I don't know people saying, oh yeah, you're just simping or whatever, but he was like true to himself. Yeah, he was a nerd. Yeah, he was clumsy, but he was always like a good friend. He was always loyal to people. He was always there to give like a helping hand. Even if he did mess up, you never saw a sense where he was like gossiping on people, trying to be sneaky with stuff, trying to treat anybody other type of boy. Hold on a second. What's up? It was good. But it's like, yeah, just stuff of that nature and everything. And it's just like, you see less and less with, like, you know, the old show, like, a different world and everything. You see relationships between, you know, males and females. You know, positive relationships. A lot of it was positive. Even with Martin and Gina, it was a little bit positive. Even though it was kind of toxic at a point. I don't like him dressing up like Shanae I'm not going to lie. But that was still positive, though. Cosby Show, positive. Come on, think about yes, that. Yes, and they try to dirty his name, talking about, like, like I don't know about the whole rape allegations, because I don't want to have to take sides with a lot of this shit, because I don't know him personally. But dude gave hella money to Howard University. Dude was really, really always trying to enrich, like, trying to process, like, building the black home and stuff of that nature. Just Howard University trying to... Pouring money to um, pour money into uh, like HBCUs as a whole, and like bring awareness to HBCUs. He started the show A Different World on a fictional HBCU to give y'all a taste. Of, like you know, you can go to a HBCU. Like college isn't just about just like just going to PWIs and everything. You know, and it's just like like as a kid, I never really like you know knew about things like historically black colleges. You know, even in high school, I wasn't even too aware of stuff like that. You know, because it's just like, you know, it wasn't until I went to like, you know, community college. It's like my friend came to this school, but he got kicked out and before I even, you know, met up with him here. It's just it's just stuff like that, man. It's just like who knew that the best version of myself academically would be present at an HBCU and they never tell you about HBCUs and anything when you're younger and everything. I feel like a lot of that's because my folks like made me go. Well, my, I'm not even going to say but my mom's mostly made me go to like predominantly white schools and everything. And it's just like, you know, it's just sometimes I wonder how life would have been if how I went to like, you know, maybe predominantly black schools, like maybe how let's just say like how. How would I really fare, really? Like, maybe, because I was always, like, an intellectual, but I was always put down as, like, you know, as being dumb or whatever, whatever, over the years, if I made, like, a little mistake or however. And that's, like, that's another thing that attacks black masculinity. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's, exactly. a, and it's always under, like, you know, like, you know, institutions where it's, like, it's led by a predominantly white woman, which is, like, our polar opposite. So a lot of how we orchestrate things and how we communicate is going to be different and i'm not trying to say oh just because you're white or a woman and everything you're not gonna understand because i've had some white woman teachers and they were like one of my favorite best teachers and i'd all do with them as an individual and everything but at the same token i had others that were you know it was just like they were more focused on just you know just trying to like put you down or like in front of your peers and stuff like that and like you can't be a teacher and like do things like that you should be dedicated to uplifting and building the child and it's just like you know i just always thought it was like a uh, part of life like you know that's just me like maybe that's something wrong with me and it's never anything wrong with you you're a freaking kid these are 30 year olds 40 year olds and everything pulling you out of class telling you that you're a waste of time uh mm, saying ADHD stuff crisis, yeah adhd crisis they try to make you out like you have adhd you ain't got no damn adhd ain't nothing wrong yeah it's just the class is damn boring it's just like you're yeah sure you're ivory out there but there's nothing wrong or like that's 
that's just, I always see ADHD is like this, okay? So it's like, you know, you have people who are hunters and gatherers, and you have people who are travelers, right? People that just can't stay in the same place for a long time. They got to go somewhere else. Like, right? Like, that's how, you know, the human race kind of, like, colonized all over the planet and stuff like that. That's what led. That's how I see ADHD is the need to not just be stuck in the same place. To be bored so quick of being stuck in the place that you have to leave. That's why traveling is just something that I, I'd encourage, too, like, for people. It's just, like, who have, like, who think they might have ADHD. Like, change your scenery. They could look around. So then, like, when you come back, you can appreciate, like, you know, what it is for what it is and stuff of that nature. But I don't think ADHD is a real thing. I think it's just how your mind is set up. You know, people's minds are just set up differently. But they always try to, like, make it seem like people with ADHD need to be put on medication. And it'd be, like, the same stuff that they use, you know, in the crack epidemic and everything. You know, like, literally just to throw our people up into jail and everything like that. So it's just it's just stuff like that. It's just all a system. Man, and I feel like the best way to hack into this system is to, and I know, I know, Doctor Walmart keeps talking about this school. I don't know if you made the school or not, but we need to make more HBCU like schools, like HB, like historically black like high schools, like you know, middle schools, elementary school maybe not so much because it's just elementary school. But that middle school, high school, we need to have more like have more of an HBCU uh, influence, kind of like how we are like now and everything. Oh, a second, hold up. But it's, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Um, so it's just like, you know, in conclusion, I feel like, you know, when it comes to black masculinity as a whole, I should feel like it should be, you know, a source to be enriched, you know. And black femininity also should definitely be that, respected that's, too. That's very, black femininity is very important. It's just the point of black masculinity. And I think, I think, honestly, I think black femininity and black masculinity are under attack. And I say that because a lot of what these women are doing is really masculine energy, like, I don't know, but some of the stuff they're just doing is stupid, right? And you can tell it's masculine because women, like, I'm on a college campus, right? Women don't normally go looking for a man. It's the man looking for the woman. But, yo, it's gotten to that point. So we got to both tap into our different aspects and understand that. You understand? So black friendies also in the chat because women who fight to me, that's disgusting. I don't like you because I don't like fighting women. Um, And men, you know, who want to act like little girls, I'm sorry. That's just, just weird. I don't think a woman really wants that. But... You know, it all comes down to what what are we gonna do? So that's how I see it. We need more safe places for men to be for boys to become men and for women to become girl for girls to become women. And that starts with us understanding the purpose of each sex and coming together. That's the most important thing in my opinion. I know, like, Alondra has a problem with, like, women that fight or everything, but in my case, I just feel like, you know, there's nothing wrong with being strong, and but there's also strength of mind, strength of spirit, strength of soul, strength of perseverance through adversity and everything, and, you know, it's just, like, don't see this as just, like, an attack that, you know, if somebody does disrespect you for them, like, maybe if you, like, you know, want to defend yourself, ain't nothing wrong with it, you know, ain't nothing wrong with it in the slightest, but you gotta keep in mind that not everybody is worth, like, reacting to, not everybody is worth you know you know trying to like you know engage with like physically and stuff of that nature you know and it's just like you really can't blame our sisters for real because like even with plantations and stuff like that bro they really indoctrinated us like to take our masculinity away and and really indoctrinated us for a black woman to have to like you know really really 
you know, be strong and really be powerful to like persevere themselves. So instead of like, let's celebrate it to the degree where it's just like, you know, you still persevered, you still built yourself up because nobody is as disrespected as a black woman. That's something that we can all agree. The black man is also dis- disrespected. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think disrespect, let me put it this way, right? Our women respect us. And I think when the women respect the man, it's even worse because at the end of the day, that man's supposed to be the leader. And when he doesn't feel like he can't lead, the society falls. And that's a great example of the black household. Back in the day, women used to do a lot of things just to show appreciation for that man. But in today's society, it's as if the man doesn't matter, but he must slave for the woman. And we got to change that too. It all, it is what it is. At the same token, as black people across the world and everything, you know, it's just as long as we can just try to support each other, build each other up, you know, call each other out for our bullshit when we're doing wrong and at least be respectful. Most importantly, let's just all be respectful towards each other. Let's not bring down black women. Let's not try to shit on black men. Let's not do that. Let's just sit down and talk and try to find solutions. Let's just try to really build upon ourselves all together. That's the only way we can survive as a people in this world, you know, and it's just like it's no more existing, no more living. It's time to survive it's time to really build it's time for us to really really start um building our people up and it all starts from how we're raised you know think about the children that's all i can say think about the children um and always be considerate of the children as a whole and our future moving forward you know what kind of world do we have to be what kind of world are we making for our grandchildren what kind of world are we making for generations past us Let's think about that. You know, it's just that think about that strongly, you know. But who knows? You know, we don't know how things are going to go. I went to a spiritual guy. They said I was going to live to be 80, 90 years old. We're just going to see where it takes us. Until then, it's just like um, I'm going to enjoy my time while I'm here on Earth. But at the same token, let's try to reinvest in uh, the future at the same time. So it's like any last words uh, from you, uh, uh, um, Alejandro? Um. If you haven't, if you're a black man, read the book called The Isis Papers of Dr. Francis Chris Wilson, and that will pretty much tell you what you got to do. Um, that's all. I encourage everybody to read that book because I pretty much tell you the grand scheme of what they want to do to the black man. I want to thank you for letting me on this podcast. I appreciate it. I love doing podcasts, stuff like that, especially about topics that are important. Most people just talk about some crap most of the time, but I, I enjoyed it. So thank you, T. I really appreciate this, man. Oh, it's no problem, man. I know you have a huge like heart when it comes to stuff of that nature yeah. and everything. And I always respected that about you. I know that some people might message you from time to time. But I think I really think it is admirable and everything, how you carry yourself and everything. You want to carry like your, your family's teachings and stuff of that nature. Cause like we need stuff like that, like in the future and stuff like that. We need stuff like that. And I just I know that you're gonna do great things like when you get older too, for sure. And it's just like I know, cause it's just like I know, like your heart and your spirit and your soul is dedicated to uplifting our people, and it's just like you know, it's just it's just one of those things we need to dedicate uh, to and everything. You know, it's just that's just that's just what I always respect about you, and I just feel you know, just keep it pushing. You know, oh, it is. But yeah, thanks for being on the podcast, the Mental Thirst Podcast. Yeah, uh, episode twenty. Yeah, it's gonna be uploaded. I think tonight. I'm gonna just upload it when I can. So like, yeah. Thank you again. All right, peace. Um,